out, we'll come out, we'll come to play. Just for recreation's sake to pass the time away. Lots of fun, heaps of fun, enjoy yourself today. North Melbourne boys are hard to beat when they come out to play. So join in the chorus, sing it one and all. Join in the chorus, North Melbourne's on the ball. Good old North Melbourne, the champions you'll agree. Hello and welcome to the Stendhal Home Kangaroos Forever. Tonight from the Dungeons and Dragons board we have Quiver. Welcome mate. Hello guys, how are we all? Good mate. Also returning tonight is the immortal Jay-Z. Welcome. Thanks, thanks for having me back. Good to have you on. The show we have the same structure as always except for the VFL and question segments as there was no VFL of the weekend so there's not too much news from there and there was no questions because I'm not popular enough apparently. So starting with the thumbs up, <laughs> thumbs down. My first thumbs up will be the 20 year reunion from the 1996 premiership and everyone coming together for that which is great. And my second thumbs up will be Wayne Carey and Anthony Stevens settling their differences over the past week which has been great. The f- my first thumbs down will be the continuing injuries to the team. They're really not helping our top four chances at the moment. And my second thumbs down will have to be Thursday night football. I absolutely do not like it. I am not a fan. Quiv, your thumbs up and down. Yeah, no, I agree with you on your thumbs down there on Thursday night football. Absolutely freaking terrible. Um, and only thumbs up is glad footy's back. That's a long week. It's a shit week <laughs> in the football season. And I just can't wait for Sunday. That's good. Jay-Z? Um, my thumbs up. The first would have to go to Sam Gibson, who's playing his 100th game and also his 100th consecutive game, much to Arjun's disgust. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's what's made it worthwhile. Yeah, it's been a fun journey being on the, the positive side of the Gibson shit fight on the board for the last few years. Um, my second thumbs up, is to Tom Million Dollar Spud Boyd, who not only can't crack the AFL team while getting paid a million dollars a year, but is now bashing up his teammates while drunk. That's just fantastic. <laughs> Good stuff, Bulldogs. Fantastic recruitment there. <laughs> uh, thumbs down. Um, obviously, the injuries are terrible. Um, four losses in five games. It's been a pretty shit month or so, other than that fun thumping of Richmond. Um, so hopefully we snap that streak this week. I think it's a, a true season-defining game for us. If we win, top four is probably still on the cards, lose, and we're more likely to be in the bottom half of the eight. Um, and my other thumbs down was the Kieran Jack situation and having a, a family feud fall out over Twitter the week leading up to his 200th game, I think, is pretty terrible. Yeah. I have no idea why his parents have decided to... It's make pretty, that a public It's pretty pathetic, really. I don't know the full story, obviously, to bring it out like that. It's just, yeah, Twitter, it's cool. Twitter is not the medium to have a family fight. No, <laughs> not at all. Now, something to do about Kieran Jack's girlfriend, which he's seriously punching above his weight, so well done to him. But, um, yeah, there's basically the mother or the father doesn't, or the brother doesn't like his girlfriend, so they're having a bit of tiff online about it. I think the brother's actually gone into bat for Kieran, so I think it's the parents that have the issue. Well, he's got two brothers. One's on the parents' side, and the other who plays with him at Sydney is on his side. Yeah, yeah. so, yeah, his brother was actually at, I'm pretty sure, one of his media conferences anyway, when he yeah. fronted the media yesterday, so... Yeah. 
Yeah. Discussion you want to be having leading into two hundred guests. Thank God for social media. That is so much entertainment to my life. <laughs> <laughs> so much entertainment. Anyway, we'll move on to club discussion, and I'll get handed back to Jay Z again to discuss a wonderful club. <laughs> All right. Um, so last weekend, um, the club celebrated the twenty-year anniversary of our third premiership, as most of you probably know. Um, they had a public function on the Friday night which I think had everyone but Kerry, who was off doing his Channel 7 thing. Um, and then all the players got together privately on Saturday, probably to consume far more uh, much alcohol, uh, <laughs> which Kerry did make it to. So I, I think over the two nights, as, as far as I know, every single player was there, so that was fantastic. Um, they also had the Hall of Fame on the Friday night, we had Jimmy Cracker, Barry Cable, and Wayne Schwast inducted into the North Melbourne Hall of Fame, um, and Anthony Stevens elevated to legend status, which I don't think any single North Melbourne supporter would disagree with. Um, and we had the Shinboner of the Era, which apparently was a thing we didn't know when they named the Shinboner of the Century, that they're now going to do this every era, and Brett Harvey got that, um, which is pretty fair enough as well. He's pretty much been North Melbourne for ever since Kerry left, really. So I, be- I believe he's short price favourite to win it next time around as well. <laughs> that or his son. The highlight of the night, I think, was probably Wayne Schwasser's acceptance speech for the Hall of Fame. Um, if you haven't had a listen to it, do yourself a favour and check it out on the North website. I think he spoke really well and really demonstrated the brotherhood that's still in this group, despite everything they've been through. Um, Rocky and Steve, I think, spoke very well as well. Rocky did the introduction for Schwatter's Hall of Fame award, um, and those two are obviously very close, despite you know Schwatter going to Sydney and all of that. Um, so yeah, hopefully the the current playing group can get a bit of motivation from that, because we had a, a similar sort of uh, mid-season slump in '96, which Schwatter alluded to a little bit. So. Hopefully we can have a similar result come October this year, not September. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And obviously the other half of that, which I think everyone probably has heard, um, is the news that Steve-O and Duck have finally buried the hatchet in a private meeting at North in the the days leading into that, um, as well as Duck catching up with Arch over in Bali before that. So obviously that's welcome news to all of us North fans and... It feels like finally the, the club can move on from this scandal that sort of rocked the club 15 years ago, and it, I don't think we, we've ever really felt complete ever since. So, Does that open finally open the door for Wayne Carey to come back and have a bit more involvement with the club? I hope so. We need, we need it, really. As a club, I feel... I think it does, but speaking practically, as much as they've buried the hatchet somewhat, I would be surprised if both Kerry and Stevens were working at the club at the same time. Yeah, I fair enough. I think there's a, a difference between, you know, let's put this to a side. And, you know, Kerry made his apology to Steve-O, which we probably all saw. Steve-O said on Open Mic last year he, he didn't feel like he had ever gotten that apology, so he, he finally got that. Um, and he also made an apology to the group as a whole on the Saturday, so that was very good, but... Obviously, there's still a lot of feeling in that, and I think it'll take some time before you could realistically say the two of them are going to be working with the club at the same time. It's always going to be awkward. 
they're yeah. never ever going to be best mates again. That's for certain. But but if if you know Steve-O's in, as I understand it, sort of the marketing type area, taking over from Grimer's role. If Wayne was to have an on-field, you know, coaching the forwards type role, you could probably make that work. Yeah, definitely a long-term type thing was my yeah. thinking of that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. We'll see what happens now. Yep. Anything else to add for club discussion? Uh, that was all I had, unless you guys have anything else. No, I've got nothing, Quiv. No, nothing for me either. Righto, well, we'll move on to just something in between before we start the review. So I asked Jay-Z, because this was Jay-Z's suggestion, by the way, was <laughs> that we discuss basically where do we finish at the end of the home and away season and after that. So basically, I'll give my own thoughts just briefly. Um, I believe we'll finish fourth. I'm really hopeful that we can finish fourth. We just next two, three weeks are very important for our club. It's essential that we just win and win well. Uh, Jay-Z? Um, I'm slightly less optimistic um, with the run of injuries that we've had. We, I still feel like we're a long way from putting our best side on the park. And unfortunately, even the ones that started off earlier in the year, like Higgins and, and Garner, seem to have sort of had a... Um, expectations lowered by the club in the last couple of weeks with the injury updates. So I think we'll struggle to make top four from here. Um, having said that, as I said, sort of touched on in the thumbs up, thumbs down, I think this week is hugely important. I think if we do win over in Perth, that sort of opens the door up for top four. Um, but lose that, I think we can probably plan to be one half of the eight and just hope to God that we catch a couple of Melbourne sides instead of having to have interstate trips. Because <laughs> there's a lot of interstate sides in that top eight as well. Ooh, yeah. Quiv? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, K4. I think we'll be in the top four. Um, admittedly, our draw was pretty easy, but we were playing bloody good football in the beginning of the year. Um, injuries have obviously slowed that right down. Um, a bit of fixturing has obviously not helped either in uh, the Adelaide game. Uh, um, the perfect players. storm with the way the injuries have hit and where our draw got really hard. It was an absolute perfect storm. Yeah, it just wasn't pretty at all. But um, you know, the, all their players are going to eventually come back. We, I mean, we're missing some good players, but our team is still a reasonably good team on paper, um, as long as they can put it together on the field, which I'm fairly confident they can. And I believe it'll it will start this week after the the break we've had, I think we've had, what, 17 days now, or 16 days um, coming into this game on Sunday versus the Eagles, so I think that's going to put us in good set for this game. Uh, the travel's not going to affect us as much as it would, say, off a seven-day break or even a six-day break, and I think this is going to be the the, step, uh, the the point where the season turns around and we get back on track and strive hard for a top-four finish. Although, in saying that... Um, this buy before the end of the season also kind of throws spanner into the works of whether or not you want to finish top four and risk having, uh, well not risk, but you know having two weeks off in, in a three week period. How's that going to affect players? So I don't think finishing outside of the top four is going to be as bad as it has been in the past either. Mm. Yeah, it's the big unknown, isn't it? Is how that affects everything. It does change the dy- dynamic that's been in the past, so it does change a lot. <laughs> Another fantastic knee-jerk reaction from the <laughs> <laughs> Proudly brought to you by North. <laughs> um, right, anything else? That, 
hasn't been a guilty time at all. It's just <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Anything else to add, fellas, before we move on? No, not for me. Ah, righto. So review. Oh joy! I was looking forward to this part of the week. Um, <laughs> well, in it, but really, Adelaide should have put us away a lot earlier than they did. To be honest, they're always keeping us at arm's length. We didn't take all our chances. We didn't work clean as they were. They just they were just too efficient with their football. They they had some good downhill skiers and front runners, but that's just not paying them enough credit. We didn't play as well as we liked. Injuries didn't help once again, but. It's just the way it is. I didn't take a whole lot out of it. Jay-Z, did you take much out of it? Um, it was kind of funny because I, I went into it somewhat expecting us to lose, given everything that was stacked against it. But at the same time, with the the positive, if you like, that had come out of the Hawthorne game where we absolutely dominated despite everything against us that couldn't quite win, I sort of was hoping we'd put in a better showing. Um, as it turned out, we probably only really played one good quarter. Um, I always thought we'd have to be at least three goals up at three quarter time to hold on. I think it was pretty easy to predict that they were going to run over the top of this, given they'd had about, what was it, 15 days off, and we'd come back to back six day breaks plus travel. Mm-hmm. And then when a man down early again, how many times have we lost a player in the first fucking quarter? Yeah, well, <laughs> Farron Ray doesn't like getting hit in the head by thing. Oh, how, how bizarre was that? For that? That was a hit him really flush for that. Little oh, yeah. That's it incredible. Was, it was a 50 metre kick that hit him from two metres out. Like. Yeah. <laughs> you've got to be bloody careful with concussion these days, as we've seen. Uh, I must admit, I feel bad for laughing at it, but the reaction, I don't, I don't know how many of you have paid attention to it, but oh, you yeah. watch it, it hits him, and then two seconds later, he throws his head back. Yeah. It's just yeah. incredible. <laughs> He's like, oh, that's right, I'm in pain. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we wish you well, Farrell, uh, Farron. We just don't <laughs> wish to see you in our, on our team again. <clears throat> well, unfortunately for the people that want to see him gone, he had the convenient week off with the bye <laughs> after the concussion, so... <laughs> that probably lessens his chances of getting dropped this week, but um, obviously we don't know yet, being a Sunday game. But, um, right, we'll no. um, We've talked about the negatives, though, haven't we? <laughs> uh, yeah, you were saying they should have put us away... I was sort of thinking, you know, it's it's very rare that a team kicks 28 points as they did. It was kind of funny, actually. <laughs> I thought <laughs> the margin in the end was... The margin was fair in the end. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I thought the margin was about right at the end. I thought that was reflective of the they game. Just, like, all the shots were... There was, like, eight rush behinds. Like, that's... that's yeah. yeah. Sorry, Quish. I could have done with it being four points less. That would have been <laughs> Oh, that's your problem, the betting man. <laughs> oh, dear. As long as you don't move up this way and start betting on greyhounds, because we don't have to anymore. <laughs> yes, that's interesting. Anyway, we won't go there. So, Mason Wood, 19 disposals and a goal. Interesting. Yeah, he's been very good the last few weeks. Well, when was... are we going to sign him? <laughs> I, um, I imagine that if we haven't signed him in these after this last few weeks, I... He's asking for a bit more than we're prepared to give, or he's already looked elsewhere. Well, was it Lewis Taylor came out during the week and goes, I want... What, what a flog, 500k. Oh, 500k oh. for four years or something like that. And no, this Rockcliffe wants more. He wants five years, 800,000. Yeah. Uh, that's God. 
I don't know what they're doing up there in Brisbane. I don't know what they're smoking. I want some of it, but holy shit. They're smoking whatever rock cliff. That guy's an adult. I think they've told all their players, because they had so many leaves, that we're going to pay you double the market rate. Just don't. <laughs> this is crazy. We're like... Lizzie fucking Taylor is on more money than Shaw Higgins next year. I will spew up. I couldn't believe it when I... I, I didn't hear it probably at first heard. Somebody in Brisbane wanted 500k, and then it was revealed it was Taylor. I'm like, far out. <laughs> the guy had one good year, and it was his first year, and he's done nothing since. Yeah. I'll tell you who, who does deserve a bit of a pay rise is probably Mackenzie and Zebel. They're having pretty good years thus far. Personally, I think they've had good years. They can get yeah, 24. You get a bonus for being captain. Zebel's worth his weight in gold, so... <laughs> a goal with 24 disposals. That's all you... You want that every week from him. Yeah, uh, obviously I'm biased. <laughs> He's been amazing. And Mackenzie had 24 disposals. I, I know a few kick-ins, but I thought yeah. that's pretty good. From yeah, he was very good. First three quarters, excellent. Last quarter was putrid. But yeah, but that's what happens when they teams yeah. do, you're skiing at the end. Young player, up. they were all over us in that last quarter. And other than Tarrant, the back line just went to water. Swallow had a good second quarter, but he fell away. Cunnington was... Interesting. He's good and bad at times. I think I cracked the shit at Cunnington. I don't know, it's two weeks ago now. I think I was pretty angry at him. I've been angry at Cunnington all season. He's played about three games to the level that we expect him to. And yeah, I think it was last 12 week. pretty shitty ones. I, uh, I realised what everybody was saying about him being lazy. Like, I really mm-hmm. realised it. Uh, I don't think it's lazy. I think it's like Lockie. It's that... It's like, yeah. <laughs> like, they, they do work hard. You just... Just don't see it. <laughs> but it's the stupid shit. Like, getting back... Uh, it was a few weeks like ago Lockie. now. <laughs> getting back off the mark and making sure you don't kick it into Just a guy's hands. Just the basics of football sometimes. <laughs> it's a fucking basic thing, and no elite midfielder should be doing that. Mm, anyway, uh, Jamont, <laughs> not a good game as well, 19 disposals. He's developing all right. That's what I'm hoping for him, 20 disposals. He can have Take super spot. shot. Yeah, I'll see him overtaking Swallow probably in two years' time, maybe three last, years' time. Last couple of weeks with all the injuries we've had, he's gotten a real shot and he's grabbed it with both hands. Well, that's the one good thing from all this. We're pumping some games into guys and we're determining their future right now. Yeah. Whether they're going to have a future on our list in two years' time. The only problem is uh, other people are looking. <laughs> Mason Wood and Tarrant, I know... Hawthorne have chased Tarrant for a while. They chased him last year as well. Robbie's not going anywhere. I'm not yeah. concerned about Robbie. I don't think Taz will. Taz is anywhere. right now. It's Mason Wood. Mason yeah, Wood. Robbie's in Mason. the same bucket as, as Majak. He's had so much faith put in by the club. They've stuck with him for years. Yeah. There's no way he's going anywhere. Yeah. Wood's managed by Pickering and every yeah, single Pickering, club going, oh shit, Pickering. he's good, is a worry. <laughs> Yeah, Pickering's kind of out of the loop now because of all his other dealings at the moment. Yeah, let's just hope hope. his license. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he lost his players, or he's come close to it. I know he has to pay some money he back. Just, yeah. He's an absolute germ, that bloke. Oh, yeah. But I know Frio, Melbourne, and I believe another club's chased, I think Hawthorne have chased Mason Boyd thus far. Yeah. You'd be crazy not to with the form he's shown over the last... What month and a half or so? It's yeah. even third, really the season. As a third forward, yeah. As a third forward, he's he's very good, and he can as march as, the ball, and that's that's rare. And he gets a twenty quarters given the coach's shit for you know kicking me out last year and all of that. He coming in this year with that defensive aspect to his game, which has been the knock on him for ages, has been. It's just made him so much of a better player. 
having that tackling pressure takes him to another level. And he has that natural swagger. Oh, now, yeah. We, we, we've lacked that for so long. Yeah. Now we've got the swagger back. How cool is it? And he's get... another guy, I, I love when he tackles you, he's tackling you to hurt you. Yeah. And that's terrific in the forward line especially. Anything else to add on the Adelaide game before we move on to the preview? No, forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> Righto, sounds good, sounds good. Righto, so preview, ins and outs. So extended bench, so we have to wait for that. But basically, Anderson... Wait a minute, let me just get that up first. Anderson, Clark and Dor are ins and no outs thus far. So we're thinking, what fellas? Who's going to be out? Nahas. Four. Nahas, four. I would say... Oh, yeah. I don't know anything about Clark. I don't watch him here, pal. I just know he's good from what I've read. He's outside, in and out type player. Very similar to a Wells type function that we had under Laidley. No, for Clark is sort of like for like. Um, Anderson, I don't think, did enough in the VFL, and he should definitely not be in. Not that that means we won't pick him. Uh, <laughs> I'd, yeah, I'd so Nahas for Clark. But I don't know who for. Does Maybe if they wanted to change structure a bit, match for Nahas and try that midfield experiment a little bit more. I don't know. Well, we could have for Nahas, Clark, and for Ray, because he's still... We're not sure about this concussion. I'm sure he's fine now, but maybe... Yeah, two weeks ago, I think you'd be right. I'd like to have Dor in as a midfielder than Ray at the moment. I don't mind Ray. I appreciate what he's done for us, but... I'd like to see Magic as a midfielder, please. I just like Dor being in, period. I, I couldn't care if he was playing fullback, ruck, or bloody wing <laughs> Oh, somewhere. don't start that. I just want him in again. the team. <laughs> we actually had a discussion last year about that, and we go, no, it doesn't work like that. He well, can't I think, be a fullback. He doesn't have the game sense. <laughs> well, I think with the lack of weight, which is probably the other news that, that came from the teams, was the lack of weight in Wells. I think you can realistically play Dor and say he can play forward or ruck or as a midfielder, and between those three positions, he's got plenty of game time. You can shuffle them around a bit. So you think we just, just pump more? 100%. I, so long as Wade is out, absolutely. I, I still don't think you can play the three tall forwards and match. Arguably, if you were going to be really cutthroat, when Wade comes back, Petra gets dropped. Um, but as as long as Wade is out, I would definitely be playing. Does Wade come straight back in? Absolutely. Have you seen our forward line drop off since round five? <laughs> yes, yes. He was the premier forward, if not the premier player in the competition up until round five or six, and then presumably got injured because his form dropped off, and then he's missed the last three or four. So absolutely, come straight back in. So weather weather is going to be interesting. Apparently, it's a bit of wet weather. Not super wet, but it's going to be wettish. That should maybe even up things a little bit, or not? Yeah, arguably. I mean, they've they've probably got us the outside run. So if I mean, they're, they're no slouches inside, but obviously inside is our sort of game. So especially with no Nick Nat, we could if we said it was a high stoppage game. Especially if we play door, you could say you know Godian door should dominate in the ruck. Yep. So in terms of so that's probably start up probably be maybe a bit of a contested slog and hopefully they'll probably look to rebound a bit off half back with Willingham and Hearn. That's how they usually play. They usually pretty quick transition style. Can be pretty soft at times, but we won't go into that. <laughs> I have my own opinions on think, softness. Um, as much as we don't like Adelaide at the moment, 
uh, I think they really set the blueprint a couple of weeks ago for how Soft to be in Perth. <laughs> yeah, very they much shut, so. They shut down their run, especially in the second half, and just beat them out of the middle, and they couldn't do shit. Exactly right. We'll move on to matchups. So we'll probably start with the um, R forward line. So Petrie, he'll probably cop McGovern more than likely, or, or maybe Schofield. What are you thinking? Um, I think Schofield, Schofield will take the deepest forward. Yeah, it'll probably be Petrie. And McGovern will run around on whoever's running around outside 50. I see him probably going around on maybe a Brown. Yeah, I see Brown as the more mobile than McGovern likes to be on the mobile guy so if they run too far away you can drop back into the hole and think he's contested yeah. um, Hearn probably sit on Wood and try and rebound off him yeah. or either that or Butler Butler's a bit more of a medium type that'll be a good battle Hearn and Wood two hard heads yeah. yeah he's got a really hard head Hearn <laughs> <I know. laughs> um, Shepard's probably going to go to Thomas either that or Butler as I said Butler's a pretty versatile defender I see him as a pretty good defender um, it's his 150th too, along with Wellinghams, Gibson's 100th, Swallow's 200th, so it's interesting. Any case... I feel, I feel a bit sorry for the the guys at North having milestones. Swallow mentioned it again this week, and it's about the third time I've heard mentioned this week when someone's had a milestone game. It doesn't mean as much when you have a guy who's played 400. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we only got one person to blame for that. Um... <laughs> The 200 games and the 300 games, that doesn't sound as good at North at the moment. No, it doesn't. <laughs> doesn't. Um, I think that rounds at the forward line, because we just don't know who's coming in and out. Like, I don't think Nahas will play, to be honest. We all be Nahas or Wagner out, so... We'll probably... yeah. Speaking of their back line, who the hell is Thomas Barras? He's only a young fella. He's only had I've a few games. Never heard of him. I've never, I don't even know what he looks like, to be honest. No, no clue. Um, midfield matchups, that's going to probably change a few times, but Gibson's going to have to sit on Gaff and just smother him. Uh, inside, mm. battle the inside mids. The um, battle the inside mids. Zebul needs to beat Shuey. He needs to absolutely carve that little soft ducking little prick. You mean literally, right? Yes. Literally. I don't think we have, do we want, <laughs> do we want Zebul on that ducker though? Like I can see Zebul no, doing a I, lot of free kicks. No, I see Zebul and Swallow. I see Swallow going to Pritis. Yeah, Swallow has to be. I see Zebul yeah, probably going to McGinnity, like a hard, young hard nut type of player, maybe switching over to the Ducker at times as well. Um, to be honest, if with the Ruck, like with no Nick Nat, I would pretty much be keeping a body on Pritis and the other two can... Just go for their life, really. Yeah, even then, Lysett's got a few qu- more question marks than Goldstein at the moment in terms of injuries, so... Yeah, yeah he's just not that good. He's <laughs> not good anyway, so... Um. I mean, I, I didn't quite mention this in my thumbs up. I was going to, but I think Tomboy took over. Um, <laughs> but there was an article today on the North website, very brief article on Goldie saying he's feeling much more refreshed, etc., after the bye, and... It could just be fan service, but I'd like to believe it. And if he's fully fit, he should smash the shit out of Lysett. Mm. Without and, a doubt. And if he does, in my opinion, Pritis is the only midfielder of theirs who's really got that ability to, to shark the opposition tap. So yeah, well, yeah, keep him happy. out, and we should be confident that our other two, whoever they are... But I'm not too worried about Pritis getting the ball, though. He's a very much Jack Zeeble... Kick forward type player. If we can 
be next in line to prevent that, he can get it 500 times for all I care. Mm. <laughs> Zeeb will probably go to um, the Baito Mason. I see that happening quite a few times. They're both pretty strong ball-type players. I see them going head-to-head, maybe Yo as well. As I said, the midfield matchups they change that many times. It's just, yeah. Yes. It's more the wingers <clears throat> that you probably try and pick. So McMillan, actually, I actually see him going against Yo because Yo floats forward quite often. Yo is such a come-down player. You never know what you're going to get. But He's he like does. a Yo-Yo. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but he does tend to be a lot better at home, so oh, I'd be a little joke. bit worried about him. But um, Gaff is is the true danger man. You you really he's have to think Gibson. One. Gibson yeah. has to shut him down. As much as I hate that, because they him a dream team. But <laughs> basically, attacking pressure just needs to be up this week. It's enough excuses yeah. for injuries. We need yeah, to absolutely smash the pricks in the, in tackling. Um, up forwards going to be oh, well, battle. That is a scary full line. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Kennedy. Not that it means anything, but seeing Kennedy named on Ferrito <laughs> just gives me shivers. <laughs> Ferrito might just go out and knock him out and then take the rest of the year off. Anyway, um, in terms of forward, <laughs> um, forward matchups, so that's interesting um, for them. Tarrant will probably go to Kennedy. Um, Thompson, Darling. Ferrito. If they got, oh, they'll probably go sending to Brown because Brown's been playing forward a bit more from from what I saw, though that may change. Um, yeah. So for the rest of them, Atley probably probably on Lacroix unless McMillan doesn't pick anyone and goes back and they switch Nicky Dale up and push him up onto the wing. We'll wait and see with that one. And Brad I'm McKenzie. That, I don't know that McKenzie could deal with Lacroix, but I'm hoping somebody else other than Atley takes him because if he's on Lacroix, that sort of takes away his rebound. Yeah. Kind of leaves Josh Hill a bit free. Oh, I see Mullet going to Hill. Oh, yeah, Mullet. Forgot all about that bloke. Um, yeah, Mullet, can, Mullet can play. He plays up the forward pocket for all I care. <laughs> and Jamie Cripps. He can... <laughs> <laughs> when you look at their forward line, you go, all right, Kennedy, Darling, McCraw, everyone else, eh. <laughs> like, Josh, like, Josh Hill's, what, 30, 35? He's a joke. He's a joke. He's like Chris May. You just, you just go, who? Yeah, he kicks half his goals in the goal squares. Oh, he's an absolute... I'll name it a potatoes right now. We may as well move on to the carriage because <laughs> I'm in that mood at the moment. I'm not happy. Um, Lewis Jetta. Oh, that was going to be mine. <laughs> no, I'm, na- I'm, name- I'm naming him. So you can wait. Jamie Cripps. Josh Hill. Oh, I can't say Sam Butler because I just rated him. Um, <laughs> Will Schofield. There we go. Have a pick. The other ones are too young to pick out. And you can't pick on Mitchell Brown. He's been injured for too long. Maybe Jack I'm, Redden as well. I'm going Wellingham. There's no one else to say. He ever got traded was because he played in the Collingwood jumper and got overhunt. And he's a spurred, but we have no outside runs, so he may not dominate. <laughs> Can I nominate two? Cripps and Hill? Sure. I'd say Cripps kicking two. Because <laughs> he's just such a joke of a player. I don't even know how he's in the team. He's like Arnahas. He's just like, why is he in the team? There's seven better hills. In- <laughs> <laughs> He's over the hill, that's what he is. Um, anyway, yeah, those two, for me, have it yourself, Quiv. Uh, Lewis Jetta, without a doubt. What a, what what's a the, massive what's the stats? Oh, <laughs> I can see him getting on a nice run down the wing and kicking a few goals. 20 uh, and 3. Wouldn't surprise me if he gets, yeah, around 20 touches and two or three goals. Right, Josh Hill, 20 and 3 for me as well. <laughs> 
Oh, what's your prediction for Wellingham? Uh, let's say 30 puzzles. 30. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Anything else to add on the games? I know we rushed for it, but... Yeah, I just want to point out, we got that bald-headed prick Matthew Nichols as our umpire. Oh, no. Yeah. Which is an absolute abomination. Who are the other two? Uh, Chris Camelins, number 19, whoever he is. Probably a West Jeff, Coast supporter, yep. Jeff Dalglish. Oh, no. Which is another bad one, but... He's a West Australian yeah. sheep. Really oh, wait. Matthew Nichols is the worst umpire by a long, long way. But Dalglish is a hometown umpire. Depends on whether you're playing the Bulldogs or not. If you're playing the Bulldogs, Parnell takes No, that's more Parnell. <laughs> <laughs> no one likes Parnell. <laughs> no, it's... <laughs> Dalglish is a shocking... He's been... He's done a few West Coast games. He's been shocking for us every time. I find it hilarious, like, obviously this West Coast home ground advantage thing has been debated for years, and the AFL keep saying that they have to appoint, um, you know, a certain number of games to the umpires in their home state. Why? All these players travel around the country constantly. If they're professionals, why do they have to umpire at their home ground? It's just ridiculous. It's a good question. (coughs) AFL integrity, who said that? (laughs) What's that? Oh, so, no, 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 now we're going to get fined. <laughs> like country music. <laughs> anyway, nothing else to add, guys, before we finish up? Uh, no, not really. No. Someone clicking a pen, anyway. Oh, shit, sorry, can you hear that? That's yes, <laughs> I've been wondering what that was, anyway. That's my toy car from a month ago. Um, thanks, guys, for jumping on, I really appreciate that. No worries. Not a problem. And thanks for listening, guys. Hope we can get up for a big wing on the weekend.